What is up? Welcome back to the Unexpected Podcast with Jake and Wyatt. Today we are joined by Nebraska basketball player Sam Hoiberg. Sam, how's it going? Good, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on our podcast. Uh, so Sam and I, we met at a basketball camp that they put on for Special Olympics. I think I've gone there two years in a row, and Sam was there both years, and so that's how we kind of met and got to give me a cool uh, tour of what the locker room's like. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, Wyatt was shooting the heck out of the ball in the <laughs> knockout game, getting the whole gym hyped up. That was pretty cool. That was all. That was pretty fun. I wish I would have made the last one, but yeah, it was always really cool. You guys put it on and support special Olympics like that. Everybody looks forward to the camp. So, um, so Sam, why don't you just get into like, you know, growing up and obviously everyone knows your dad's the head coach for Nebraska basketball and kind of like what it was like for you and your siblings as your dad being this big time college basketball and pro basketball coach. Yeah. So I don't really recall much of watching my dad play. I was really young. Uh, I was born in Chicago. He was playing with the Bulls. I was born in March, and that was his last season with the Bulls. So then we moved to Minnesota. I was still about five months old when we had moved there. And uh, he played two seasons in Minnesota before having to uh, medically retire because of a heart issue. Um, So I don't remember much of watching his games. I was there, but I was a little too young to remember. But uh, then he was in the front office with the Timberwolves, uh, got worked his way up to vice president in the front office. And I remember going to a bunch of games when I was little. Basketball's kind of been uh, just in my blood ever since I was born. And uh, I started playing when I was really young. Me and my twin brother were on the same teams growing up and uh, really got into it when my dad took the head coaching job at Iowa State after he had been working with the Timberwolves front office for a while. And, uh, yeah, I got to watch him coach some really good teams. Uh, had a bunch of NBA players uh, that turned out to be NBA players that some are still in the league now. But, uh, yeah, watching those games at Hilton Coliseum and seeing the fan base get behind them and have a really good season. They made a Sweet 16. They were three seed twice in a row. Uh, they won the Big 12 tournament back-to-back years, and I got to go up on the ladder with my twin and my dad and we cut down the nets with them. So that was mm-hmm. one of the cooler moments of my life. But uh, yeah, for my personal basketball journey, I've always been uh, an extremely competitive kid. Uh, me, It starts with me and my twin brother. We're just, especially with each other, uh, there's just constant competitive battles. We're always competing, trying to outdo one another. We would do push-ups before bed. And if we saw one do one more push-up than the other one. We're like, hey, did you just do another push-up? Like, now I have to do that. And uh, we we had to do the same amount of work or we would get mad or we'd get jealous. That kind of pushed me to become a better player and just work harder. Um, he was a really good player. So we played in high school together at Lincoln Pius my last two years. Um, and we were, uh, we always played really well together. We just knew each other's games, knew where to find each other, uh, always some people would say, like, how did you see him on that pass? And it's kind of like I said, a mental thing where I could just know know where he was going to be and that he'd be able to get in position to catch one of my passes and knock down a shot. But uh, he he stopped playing basketball after high school. Uh, he could have definitely been a college player, but he was just kind of kind of done with it. And now he's down at TCU, just living the college life, having a great time. But, uh, yeah, I stuck with it. I came in as a walk-on. Uh, this is my third year. And I redshirted that first year, kind of took it as a 
huge uh, developmental year for me. I knew I was not at the point to play in the Big Ten at that point and uh, really fell in love with the game then is what I would say. And I started working out extra every single day, really developed and uh, got my shot a lot better and learned how to play against Big Ten competition with having to play them in practice every single day. And then uh, last year was riding the bench for the first half of the season and Jawan Gary and Emmanuel Vandemel both went down with season ending injuries and I kind of got pushed in that into the lineup and uh, had to really uh, take advantage of getting those minutes because I knew this opportunity was so important for me. It's what I'd been working for ever since I got to college and what I'd been dreaming of to play in the in the Power Five League on uh, those primetime games on television, just games I would watch when I was little. And those first few games, especially the first one, Northwestern was the first one I was in the rotation. I was really nervous before the game. And fortunately, my older brother, Jack, he played at Michigan State, walked on as well before going to Texas Arlington, where he had a bigger role there uh, playing-wise. But uh, he kind of had a similar situation where he got pushed in the lineup. I think it was his senior year at Michigan State. And uh, I would talk to him just about preparation, how he would stay in the moment. And uh, that worked out really well for me. Got in there, was productive in that first game. Then I had the a career high versus Maryland, 15 points the next game. And after that, uh, we started winning games, and that just got so much better. And uh, it's still working hard. I'm really excited for this season. I think we got a great group of guys, a lot of competitors, and uh, just pushing myself to keep becoming a better player so I can help Nebraska win. And we really want to get that first tournament win for this university. So going back to your your high school time, and so living in or even before that, so Ames and Chicago and the Lincoln. So what was that like? I know moving can be tough, but if you're younger, it's easy. But with friendships and different basketball, how did that affect you um, for better and for for worse? Yeah, so I moved from Ames to Chicago suburbs when I was going into seventh grade, and I would I always said. Having an identical twin who, I mean, we're best friends. We've always have been. You have that built-in friend with you, and it's easier to make friends when you have someone like that. And never really felt lonely in those transitions, which was just so huge. And they were never too difficult for me. Uh, have great friends from both Chicago and Lincoln that I'm still in touch with. And uh, moved to Lincoln my junior year. And same thing, had Charlie with me. And we just... We made some good friendships right away and made the transitions really smooth. But I would say kind of being in those different areas, you have to you have to learn how to adapt and uh, be in different situations. I was a, I was playing on varsity as a sophomore in Chicago and uh, kind of started off the year not playing a ton and um, got a little bit more I got a little bit more accustomed to playing those bigger players as a sophomore. And I had some really good games at the end of the year. So that gave me a lot of confidence going into the next year. And then I had to move. And uh, Pius had just won a state championship in Class B. We moved up to Class A the year we got there. And we we started off really well. We were 11-0. and 0. I think we were number two in state at that point. And we kind of struggled the rest of the season. But, uh, yeah, just playing against those different talent levels. I would say it wasn't as big of a difference as a lot of people would think playing for Chicago area kids versus Nebraska. I think the talent in Nebraska is a lot better than people expect. And uh, yeah, just 
doing that, I think it did help me a lot. I played for two different coaching styles. I would say my uh, high school coach in Chicago, he was definitely more defensive minded and he helped me become more of a gritty player, which I kind of carry that, uh, that look these days. And I just try to do everything that other people don't want to do, whether that's diving on the ball, taking a charge and doing the little things that help win games. Yeah. So being a twin, you know, I was, I'm a twin too. And you get it. Like when you're a twin, like they'll tell you the truth, whether you played good or not. And they don't, you know, you don't care if your twin likes it. You're just going to give them the truth. So how does like being a twin, like mentally help you just like playing against each other, you know, helping each other out on what you both did good and bad. Like how did that help your like mental game? Just trying to, you know, compete with your twin every day. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it was always a battle to kind of one up each other. Mm -hmm. Um, we would always try to be better than one another. And it, it really pushed us to be better players. Uh, he was a really, really good shooter. He honestly, he had the shooting edge over me in high school and that would push me to want to become a better shooter. But uh, when we play games, obviously there wasn't that competitive edge. We played really well together. And he, he was a grinder too. He played really hard, really good defender. And uh, he kind of pushed me to become that as well. And uh, I would say, yeah, just having him there to push me and uh, and especially and even now he'll tell me what he thinks about games. He'll give me the straight up truth, which is good because you want to hear that. You don't want to be told how well you did every game because, you know, not everything's going to go perfectly. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just having him there to push me and give me those those harsh truth at times is really helpful. Was there a game in high school that you can remember where you both are just really clicking on offense and defense and it was just like wow this is like amazing it's like having the same exact player out here except there's two of us yes so I was more of a driver than he was and he was kind of a spot up but it worked well because I would drive and kick it out to him but there was one game it was an AAU game actually and uh, it was a championship of the weekend and he hit 10 threes that game he finished with 32 points um and I had, I think I had six threes that same game. I finished with like 22 or something. But yeah, just uh, that was one of those games where we're both just clicking. And it's funny because there would be times where people would go to guard one of us and they'd forget which one it was. They'd be like, wait, do I have 12 or two? Um, but uh, yeah, just playing with him was a great experience. I wish I could keep doing it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love playing with the guy that I just feel like I knew. Uh, where he was at all times. So your family, it's just so like oriented basketball. So I know my thought is, so what was it like with your dad being the head coach at Iowa state and the bulls and now Nebraska? So like, just what is like, obviously everything centered around basketball, but what was like for your going around? Like, Oh, it's, it's Sam Harper. Oh yeah. Fred Harper's son. So just like kind of, what was that like? Yeah, there's definitely extra attention in yeah. uh, from opposing fan bases uh in high school games yeah. uh you get a lot of crap from them just saying mm-hmm. you know coach's son whatever all mm-hmm. of that so it was definitely targeted at times the chicago uh opposing fans were a little bit more ruthless you know those chicago teams were struggling when he was there and they would say a lot of things but uh that was one thing that helped me got mentally tougher is uh you're always a target when you're kind of in the limelight like that yeah. and i was just forced into it just who my dad was yeah. but like Oh uh, yeah, that was one of those things that helped make me mentally stronger. And uh, my dad was 
just extremely supportive. He would not have forced us to play basketball if we didn't want to. Um, mm -hmm. And he he kind of just he he worked us out. He would help us like make sure we had all the fundamentals. But he honestly took a little bit of a step back and kind of let us do what we wanted to do. He didn't force us into anything. But uh, when I started taking it a lot more serious, saying I wanted to be a college basketball player, that's when he really uh, like would tell me to get in the gym because I wasn't a huge extra workout guy in high school. And then uh, when I started playing for him, that's when I really started to get into that kind of mindset. It's like, I have to work out extra. Or it's not going to work. And uh, that's, it's just pushed me and playing for him just in general, even if he wasn't my dad, he's just such a great basketball mind, such a good person to learn from. It's been such a great experience, just kind of learning from him and hearing about his experiences that he brings into coaching. And it's just been a, a dream for me. So what was it like for you, you know, coming to Nebraska? Everyone knows you as the coach's son. Like, yeah, he's the coach's son, so of course he's going to be on the team. But did you just feel like you had that chip on your shoulder? Like, you know, I have to prove that I, you know, I can play Division One. I, I'm not just here because I'm the coach's son. Yeah, that was a huge part of it for me. I always – I still carry that chip on my shoulder to this day. Um, but when I came here, obviously, it was a walk-on. I was a red shirt. I wasn't playing, so – a lot of people claimed it was nepotism and uh, I would hear that stuff and see that on social media. But uh, yeah, just knowing that kind of stereotype you have is just you're on the team only because your dad's the coach. That's another thing that pushed me to work my absolute hardest and get better to prove people that that is not true. And uh, fortunately, last year I got the chance to play and I feel like at first, people were still very skeptical. They were wondering, why is this kid on the court? He's 5'11", um, walk-on, and he's got the same last name as the coach. So people were very skeptical. And I feel like I did a pretty good job kind of proving myself by being pretty productive for us and helping us win games. But that's still, to this day, I'm going to keep having that push me because that stereotype will never leave. And I just got to keep getting better to kind of make people believers, as I would say. But playing in, in the Big Ten, so tell us any like funny stories or cool stories like going on the road, like cool environments. I'm sure they're all awesome, but any got any cool memories? Yeah, my favorite, my favorite place to play has got to be Purdue. I mean, the atmosphere is always unbelievable. Uh, and their gym is kind of built for sound. They got this roof that is kind of – it echoes. Like when you're in there doing a shoot-around with no one in the gym – you dribble a ball, it sounds like there's birds chirping just because of the echo. And, uh, yeah, going there, like you get some crap from the crowd. Actually, I haven't played in a game at Purdue. Um, I've just been on the bench for that. And we actually had to sit behind the bench because it's so small because you're right next to the student section. And uh, you get a lot of crap from the crowd, but uh, those environments are just insane. And then Indiana was an, is another place that's just absolutely unbelievable you know so storied and it gets very loud um so hopefully we can go in there and get some wins at these places but uh yeah I, I can't really think of any certain funny stories as of now but uh it's still really cool being able to tour those places and this year being able to play at them is gonna be fun yeah yeah what was cool about last year's team is like you could tell like you guys were all super close and you guys were a 500 team but you guys just all seem like Everyone knew their role and was on the same page. And, you know, if you won a game and lost a game, like it wasn't the end of the world. You guys knew that you were good. You were going to beat teams that no one thought you could beat. So what was the team? Was the team chemistry like 
nothing you've ever been a part of before, just being part of that team? Yeah, I think last year we kind of had a complete culture flip and uh, the everyone just kind of got a lot closer. Uh, we were able to fight through a bunch of adversities, like the injuries and even in games like Maryland and Wisconsin, we got down in the second half and would come back and win those games. Um, but yeah, I think that was just a testament to our chemistry. We're all really close, all cheering for each other. There was no one pounding on the bench if they weren't in the game. And uh, yeah, that closeness just makes makes you want to play even harder for your brothers. And I think we have that same kind of chemistry this year going. So it's going to be a really fun year. Yeah, I remember. You think? Like, oh, go ahead, go ahead, No, yeah, I was just curious about like chemistry and like getting your name, like your number called, like go play and get more minutes. Sounds like you were already you had the mindset like mentally preparing, physically preparing because of you guys were so close, like just next man up. And when you guys, as the year went along, you guys got better. So just like the next man up mentality was really cool to see throughout the year. Yeah, I think uh, when I was starting to play, no one had any questions about it. They were all very mm -hmm. supportive of me. I didn't feel like I was kind of just randomly going in there. I feel like I was yeah. fully prepared. And uh, a lot of those guys, they we all respect one another. So they give me the same amount of effort that they give everyone else in mm -hmm. practice. And I think that that translated to games. We got in there, didn't miss a beat, and we started winning more games. So that was just definitely a, a big testament to the closeness of our guys. And uh, I think that helped us a lot towards the end of the season. Is there a player that your dad used to coach, whether on the Bulls or at Iowa State or anything like that, like you as a kid, like tried to model your game after? There wasn't many that I'd say I tried to model my game after because he didn't ever really had a player like me playing for him. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's guys that I really look up to. You know, George Niang, he's on the Cavs now. Matt Thomas played in the NBA for a few years. Monte Morris, they were all super friendly to me when I was younger. And uh, those guys, it's just really fun to see them succeeding at the next level. And uh, I definitely look up to them in that regard. Didn't your dad coach Dwayne Wade at Chicago? In Chicago? He did. Yeah, that was Dwayne Wade toward the latter years of his career. But, uh, you know, one of my favorite players of all time that he got a coach was Rajon Rondo. Mm. Uh, he's just such a genius in basketball. And getting to see him play, I actually got to know his kid uh, pretty well from being in the family rooms with him. So that was that was a really cool thing for me. Nice. So for this upcoming year with uh, Nebraska basketball, obviously you're not going to get full detail, but, like, what's kind of – some of what you guys are looking at this year with like, obviously like Casey coming back and with you and some other guys, what's kind of, I don't know, just maybe like a little, a little hint of what's, what's the list going to look like this year for you guys. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing about this team is we're very, very focused and set on uh, reaching our goal, which is winning an NCAA tournament game. Mm -hmm. uh, we play really hard. We're going to have that same identity as last year as being a hard nosed team. And we play well together. Casey has not been practicing with us yet. He just got back in town. Um, but once he does, it's, it's just going to be more fun because he's just such a good player to play with because he brings so much attention to himself. He gets other guys open. And then obviously, he can get him any shot he wants. He's probably going to make it. So we definitely have a, we have a really good group. And I'm really looking forward to see uh, how it pans out. But we got a bunch of guys that are very focused on making the tournament this year. Mm -hmm. So... Hopefully we can make that happen. Yeah. So like when your basketball career is over, whether it's after Nebraska or later on, 
what um what would you like to do? Would you like to stay in basketball and become a coach someday? Yeah, so I kind of have two uh, options in my mind right now. I either want to have, I'll hopefully play professionally overseas somewhere for a, a little bit. Uh, that's my goal. But um, after that, I'm either going to come back and coach or maybe get into uh, TV analyst stuff. Um, I think that'd be a fun job. But uh, yeah, I'll just see kind of where what I'm feeling, you know, however long that is from now. But those are kind of the two things I have in mind at this point. Awesome. So what is like the most like unexpected thing you didn't think would happen when you came to Nebraska, whether it's playing or something that happened off the field that you look back and like, oh, I'm so glad I came here with my dad. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say last year uh, being sprung into the lineup was honestly not super expected. I knew I had gotten my game uh, ready enough to be able to get to that point. Um, but I never knew if the opportunity would ever come. And I was always preparing for that. And that's kind of like the reason why I succeeded. But uh, when I committed here, my plan was to develop for two years and get out and go play at a lower school to where I'd get minutes. And uh, yeah, being vaulted into that lineup, I didn't I didn't think I'd be able to compete like this uh, with Big Ten guys, especially. Like I'm just thinking what my freshman year summer self would think of a would think of what I'm doing now. And uh, I know he'd be very proud and he probably would be pretty surprised. But uh, I, like I said, I expect nothing uh, less myself. I have uh, very high aspirations for myself. So uh, yeah, that was definitely unexpected though. Coming out of high school, were you getting recruited by some like smaller schools? Um, didn't you have other options than just to walk on Nebraska? Yeah, I had, a, I had quite a few options. Uh, I definitely could have gone division two. Um, I was getting recruited by Colgate, who's in the Patriot League. Uh, they were probably recruiting me the hardest of anyone. They never offered me a scholarship, so that kind of sprung me to do the walk-on thing here. But uh, I was talking to North Dakota State, uh, UMKC, some other smaller D1 schools. So I knew I had options. I knew I had the game to play Division One. Uh, it was just a matter of opportunity. And then kind of I just thought about it and how can I get even better and what – what's better than playing against big time players for a few years to mm -hmm. develop your game. And that it happened quicker than I expected. And now I'm playing here, which is the best case scenario for me. Awesome. Well, thanks Sam for joining us on be unexpected and good luck to the season. We'll definitely be watching. Uh, don't you, you guys have a, a basketball event? Like is it next week where people can come watch you guys like shoot around and just kind of introduce the crowd to the team. Yeah, we got a opening night on, I believe, September 29th. It's the night before the Michigan football game. And uh, you guys will have a chance to watch us. It's kind of an open practice deal. I think we'll do a couple competitions, three-point contests. Basically a contest to see if anyone can beat Casey at this point. But, uh, <laughs> you going to yeah, do it? I might try this year. I <laughs> I'm pretty nerve-wracking to do it in front of everyone. But I'm, if, if uh, someone asks me, I don't think I'm going to back down this year. Nice. I know I can hang with Casey a little bit. I just got to get hot. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks, Sam, for joining us on Being Unexpected, and good luck with your season. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it.